Okay, good morning, everybody. Another great day to be in the house of the Lord and just to be in his presence and worship him and look at the smiling faces. I was having a conversation this morning. I'm sorry, honey, I forgot your name. But about her smiling face when she comes in, how much it uplifts me to see people walking in the door and coming in and smiling and happy to be here and and looking forward to being in the presence of God and fellowshipping. People don't realize how much of a blessing it is just just to see somebody smile. A smile can change some somebody's day from a bad day to a really good day. So don't never underestimate your smiles. All right, I'm going to start off today with a, a reading. I'm about to fall in that hole. Um, from uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him life, in him was life, and that life was in the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I'm in the NIV. So let's pray. Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for the day, Lord. We thank you for your presence, Lord. God, we thank you for the worship and for everybody here today, Lord, and everybody under the sound of my voice, Father God. God, we just ask you to anoint my word, Father God, that you have given me, Father Lord, because it came from you, Lord. And don't let me speak anything from the flesh, Father Lord, and nothing you've given me, Father Lord. And I love you and I give you praise. Amen. What I'm going to talk about today is, as we get into this, is following Jesus. And then we'll get into some more. So I'm going to lay a bit, little bit of groundwork here. Um, in Genesis 1, 1, I just read, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And in Genesis 1, 1, it says, in the beginning, God create, created the heavens and the earth. So that's a, a firm foundation to start off with. You know, we got two different scriptures, one and John and way in the, way in the front of the Bible, the very first, um, first in the Bible. Um, so, um, God knew he was creating a man. So he designed it for us and filled it with everything we need. See, God didn't create creation, not able to sustain us, not able to provide us because one of God's names in the Bible is Jehovah Jireh, which simply means the Lord will provide so we've already getting into seeing here Jesus is in here. The Old Testament leads to Jesus in the New Testament. And we've already seen here that God will provide and he does provide. And everything he does is for us. He's got it all planned out. He will never let us down. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And Philippians 4.19 says, And God will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So I'm, I'm laying some groundwork here. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. 
And then in Genesis chapter 3, the man and the woman he created sinned. And then so God sent his own son, who was fully man and fully God, to be a sacrifice for us. He died on that cross for us. So here, here's more about this, about this man, Jesus. What am I leading to? Who are you going to follow in your life? Who has done something for you and has done everything for you? So right now, I'm kind of, we're kind of taking our first footstep with Jesus. Learning that we will follow him. And why could we not and why should we not? He created everything, the heavens and the earth. And he made provision on it when he created to sustain man and do everything for us. And then man sinned and he still loved us so much that he sent his only one son to the earth to die for our sins. Who else are we going to follow? I mean, this is a, I'm laying, this is a good strong case already starting here is why we should follow Jesus. And John 8, 12 says this, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You will never walk in darkness, but you will have Jesus always. Because isn't it kind of hard to walk in darkness and not see where you're going and stumble and fall? In John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30, it says, My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I am the father. I and the father are one. So here we are. We're starting this journey. And we're following a man who gives us eternal life. And no one can snatch us out of his hand. Because God is greater than anything else on the earth, anything else that could try to steal you from God. God is stronger and he will not allow that. Because he said, I and the Father are one. Are you, I hope, are you starting to get the picture a little bit on why we follow Jesus? In John twelve twenty six, he says, whoever serves me, must follow me and where I am my servant also will be my father will honor the one who serves me so he says if you want to serve me you you have to follow me you know you will want to follow Jesus if you've truly given your life and your heart to him this is going to be fairly easy to you to understand who we follow and why we follow him this is not a game we play. Christianity is not a fad. It's something that we do on Sundays. This is life and death, people. This is a life and death situation. We have to follow Jesus because he's the only one that's going to lead us into heaven and to eternal life. 
And if we decide we want to follow the dark side, the things of the world that has nothing to do with Jesus, we're going to be following those people straight into the pits of hell. And that's someplace we don't want to go. You don't want to follow that. I know it's exciting things out there in the world to do and things that draw you to it. You're like, man, I'm going to do this. And um, it'd be all right if I skipped church on Sunday. This thing out here in the world has really, really got me excited. I tell you what, if you're going to get excited about the things in the world, you've got to be careful because it can lead you for following Jesus to following it because it's strong. It's got a stronghold. It can have a stronghold in your life when you don't follow Jesus and you take your eyes off of Jesus and you start looking at this other stuff, you're going in the wrong direction. Jesus is singered and where he's going is a definite place. So we have to keep our eyes on Jesus and make sure we don't take him off of him because once we take him off of him, we might walk in, in the, start walking in darkness and falling into a ditch. And hurt ourselves. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord showed me this. I was like, Lord, give me an example in the Bible of somebody that followed somebody. And the first thing he spoke to me was Ruth and Naomi. You see, Naomi's husband had just recently died. And her two sons, they married two daughters named... Oprah and Ruth, I mean, two, two women named Oprah and Ruth. And they stayed there for a while where they was at in the land that was, was, um, was getting in bad shape. But they, they dwelt there for 10 years in their life and things was going pretty good. But then both of the sons died. So Ruth was left with her two daughter-in-laws. And so Ruth kind of got in a dark place and she said, and the Bible says, and Ruth, Chapter 1, verses 6 through 18. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. So they're leaving this place. She takes her daughters and they start to head out. But then Naomi said to his two daughters, wait a minute, your daughter-in-laws, she told him to go back. She said, each of you to your mother's home, may the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. And may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. So she thinks by by telling them this, it looks like both her daughter-in-laws is going to be leaving her and and Ruth is going to set out on a journey on her own and be alone. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, we will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? I am going to have, am I going to have any more sons who could come with your husband's? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. And even I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to two sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you 
because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this time, they wept. They wept aloud together. Then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Now wait till you hear Ruth's response. This is one of my best responses in the whole Bible. Right here, this is one of the biggest blessings for me when I've read, when I read the word of God. Back again in 15, she said, look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and me, when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. What a love. What a thought for Naomi that somebody was wanting to follow her and not leave her behind to do things on her own. But Ruth said, I'm going to follow you. What she basically done is she grabbed a hold and she clung a hold of Ruth with everything. I mean, Ruth clung a hold of Naomi with everything she had and said, look, I'm going to be with you the whole way. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Wherever you lead me, that's where I'll be. I'll serve who you serve. I'll do what you want to do. I'll follow your plans. I'll stay where you stay. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And I will be buried there. What devotion. How excited she must have been that she finally knew that she must just... uh, uh, give up because she knew that Ruth had her mindset to follow him, to follow her. So where is your mindset today? Are you determined to follow Jesus no matter what's going on in your life? When things get a little bit hard, do you take your eyes off of him when you start to complain and murmur and, and start just like, well, that, well, I don't know if this is, this Jesus thing is any good or not. I'm telling you, cling to Jesus with everything you got. If you have to, wrap yourselves around his leg and let him drag you. Let him drag you completely into eternity because you're going to be lost without him. You don't want to be left behind. Jesus is all you need. He is the light of the world. He created the world because he said in First uh, John that him and God was there at the creation, both of them. So who are you going to follow? What do you want to follow? There's so many ways that you can turn. There's so many different people you can follow. Pastor Chad, I love you with all my heart. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to follow you. I follow your ministry. I'm part of this ministry. But you know what I mean. I'm not going to follow the president for the United States for sure. I'm not going to follow my favorite guests, the people on social media. I'm not going to uh, follow Bill Gates. I'm not going to follow 
following my neighbor down the street that has every kind of uh, toy that you can think of. It got a million dollar house and, and five vehicles and jet skis and boats and, and a helicopter and a plane and everything. Don't follow them. You can't follow them. If you do, you're going to go to the same place they do. Because more than likely, usually people with that kind of money and everything uh, doesn't know Jesus. And that's that's sad because it's hollow. It's uh, hard to have money. It's that uh, Bible says and and to know Jesus and to follow him. So. Give us some deep thought. This is just Lord that showed us to me. We need to check ourselves daily to make sure that we're following Jesus because we can get to a period in our life where we get so busy. Sometimes it's a good busy, sometimes it's a bad busy. Sometimes life is good and sometimes life is bad. Sometimes we, uh, we get more stuff poured on us than we think we can stand. It doesn't matter where we're at. God, back in, uh, uh, said he was Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He built everything for us. He's going to take care of you. So check yourself every day to, and look at where you're walking, who you're following. Because you can drift off the path so easy. Because there's so much, Jesus is the light of the world, but there's so much out there that's flashy and glitters and sparkles and and people yelling at you come over here come over here let's enjoy this together let's enjoy that together and the next thing you know you've missed churches church for a few sundays you haven't opened your bible you've gotten to a dark place and you need to turn around you need to repent you need to get back on in line with jesus and if you're struggling with that, like I said, grab a hold of his leg, grab a hold of his arm, hop on his back. Anything you have to do to follow him, that's what you got to do. If you have to repent daily, if you if you need to whatever you need to do in the name of God daily to follow him that keeps you there. If you're that weak in God, you need to get stronger. We need strength. That's one reason that we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to make it easier to follow him when we don't have the power of our spirit um it's like a like i'm a magnet and i'm walking and there's a, a magnet slightly stronger i'm able maybe to walk by it without it sucking me in without it clinging to me you know how magnets when you hit them with some force there but if you don't have the power of the spirit and you walk by a powerful force in the world, something that's trying to call you, when you get up close to it, it's going to bang. It's going to just suck you into it. It's going to lift you off the floor and you're going to bang into it. And it's got a hold of you then. Once a powerful magnet gets hold of a weaker magnet, it's hard to separate them. It's hard to get them apart. You want to stay attached to Jesus. You want to follow the kings and kings and the Lord of lords. The maker of heaven and earth. The one that died on the cross for you. The one loves you. The one that provides for you. The one that gives you that job. So you can make money to buy what you need to be. That's him who we follow. It's all about him, guys. 
It's not to do with us. It's about Jesus and Jesus only. Everything leads to him. Everything leads to the cross. Everything leads to Jesus and what he's done and what he's doing in our lives. Okay, go on here. Um, this, I'm getting ready to read John chapter 6, 67 through 69. Let me set this up. After Jesus had walked on water and they went to the other side of the lake, the next day a crowd of people came to find Jesus and tells them, uh, but, and Jesus tells them, the only reason you're here is for food because earlier I fed the 5,000 and uh, in his speaking, he said, whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood has eternal life. Now this, I didn't want to read all this, but you need to go back and, and read this in chapter, in chapter six of John has eternal life. And so after that, a lot of these disciples, a lot of these people that, that loved want to be around Jesus because of what he said, they left. And in that speech, he said that he's talking to him. He said, to be with me, you have to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And it scared them. They didn't know what to think. The people was like, how can this be? This man is crazy. And they left. But in John chapter 6, verse 67, he says, he turns to his disciples and says, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. But listen to what Peter said. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus, uh, Simon Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. Who else are we going to follow? I'm going to follow the Jesus, the one who has the words of eternal life, that has the ability to get me there. You see, the disciples, they had a choice at that time. When the crowd, most of the crowd left and started walking away, it would have been very easy for them to slip into the crowd and walk away and leave Jesus there. But they didn't do that because they knew. They knew who Jesus was. They knew them. They knew who they, who they was following on the earth. They knew who he was. Because what did Peter say? We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Who else would we follow? That's why I'm determined, you should be determined too, to follow Jesus. Look at the Apostle Paul and all that he went through to follow Jesus. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned. He was beaten. He was whipped. He was bitten by a serpent. He was in prison, interrogated, and a whole lot more. But Paul endured so much hardship, it never stopped him from following Jesus. Are you still going to follow him when time, when things get, get hard in your life? I don't think any of you is ever going to go through anything like Paul did. But he didn't give up. He had a calling on his life and he knew what he was supposed to do. And he was going to follow Jesus even, even to his death. Are you willing to follow him even to your death? If, if someone comes up and walks in here and says, everyone that view that doesn't denounce Jesus and say that you don't want anything to do with him, that he's not real, I'm going to kill you if you don't. Is every, every one of you going to say, 
we believe in Jesus, you're not, you go ahead and kill me. I hope that everyone in here would say that. I follow him because he is the light of the world. He gives us eternal life. He has the words of eternal life. We will be honored by the Father, it says in his word. He died for our sins. He's our provider. And he's a friend to stick his cloth through than a brother, and he brings hope. That's just a very few things of the reason we should follow Jesus. But look, we follow Jesus. We'll give our lives to him. People don't like to heal the word hell, but it saves us from hell. But that's not the main reason to follow him. That's a, that's a reason. The reason is because he's so awesome. He's so amazing. How much he's done for us in our life. You see, your, your job is not about you. You didn't go out and get that job and be able to learn all of this. God gave you that job and the ability to perform that job to get the money to provide you and your family with everything you need. That's who God is. Are you getting this? I'm going to read something. Actually, I was watching a, a sermon this morning. And it was actually about the same subject what I'm preaching, which I was like, thanks God for the confirmation. Now, this is about Peter. Um, earlier in this, in this chapter, the first start of it, he was put in prison by, by Herod. And it goes into this in verse 18. Now, as soon as it was day, there were no, there was no small stir among the soldiers. What was become of Peter? And when Herod sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded they should be put to death. And they went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of, of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blattis, the king's chamberlain, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in a royal pair, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And he gave the people a shout saying, it is the voice of God and not of a man. Now check this verse out. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take any glory for anything that you have in your life, anything that you've accomplished. If I get up here and, and, and preach a message that you like, and if somebody says something, I'll say, oh, yeah, wasn't I good today? If I don't get up here and say, I give God the glory because he gave me everything. If somebody comes to your house and, and uh, says, what a beautiful home you have. God, you're really doing good for yourself. It wasn't you who got you that home. It was Jesus. He gave you the money. He put you in the workplace to buy that home. He provided for you. You have to give him the glory for everything that we do in life and everything that we accomplish in life. 
the glory has to go to Jesus. If not, you see what the consequences here was for Peter. I mean, for this um, King Herod, he got eaten by the worms. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to us or anyone of you if you don't give God the glory, but it wouldn't be good for you. Why would we not want to give God the glory for everything? Why would we ever want to take glory for something we know is not of us? You better put your pride aside and never take the glory for something God has done. That's not a good place to be in. We have to always give God the glory in our life for everything, for every day, for every breath, for every step that I take, for every breath, for every sermon that I preach, for every uh, thing that I do for the Christ and for his ministry. It's all because of him. And I have to give him the glory because without him, I could do nothing. I would be nothing. It's all about Jesus. See, it's, it's not about, it's not about anything else that we think that it's about. It's not about this church, beautiful church building that we have now. It's not about the people here. It's not about the leaders in this church. It's not about the uh, pol- politicians in uh, in Washington, D.C. It's not about anything you own or, or any kind of thing that anybody has said to you or anything that's happened to you in your life. It's all about Jesus. And we have to start getting to a place where we realize that it's all about him and give him praise and glory for it every day in our lives. And we're not taking him for granted because we've gotten to a place in society and the churches where we take him for granted. We don't speak to his, of his name. And if we do speak his name, it doesn't mean anything to you anymore because you've heard it so much. It's not right. It's all about him. And anytime you hear the name of Jesus, it should excite you in your spirit. I get excited talking about Jesus. That's all I want to do. I want to live for him. I want to work for him. I want to be the best servant for him I've ever been in my life. I want to get stronger. I want to get better every day because it's all about him is why I'm doing what I'm doing is why I called. I didn't call myself to preach. Jesus called me to preach. I give him the glory for the ability to get up here and speak before you. It's not Jesus that called me to do anything else that I do around here jesus called me i give him the uh, the uh, authority i give everything to him because he put it in me he, he put something inside of me that makes me want to do things for him i want to be a good servant you need to be a good servant but it's all about jesus and the more you realize that the easier it's going to be for you to live your life you got to get in that good place get in that good place with jesus when you wake up and, and first thing comes out of your mouth jesus thank you for another day Thank you for this breath. Thank you for what you're going to use me doing today, Jesus. I know, I know that today is all about you, Father. But God, but would you please use me today? It's all about Jesus. Don't ever forget it. We can't forget it. We, guys, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're as excited about this as I am. I'm just, I'm so into this right now. God is so so in me right now, I don't know what to do. But i tell you one thing, when the Spirit of the Lord gets on you and you know it's Him, it's a good place to be. I'd rather be like this than be out there in the street somewhere, walking around selling drugs. People think they can get high on drugs, but there ain't nothing like getting high on Jesus. Jesus is the most high you can ever get on. When he's in your life and moving in your life and you're into him and you have that relationship where y'all just hold on to each other and love each other, there's nothing else like and there's nothing else I would rather do in my life than to serve Jesus Christ and follow him for the rest of my, for the rest of eternity until he takes me home.
Oh, sorry. It's okay to get excited about Jesus. I mean, we'll go to a ballpark and we'll get up there and people will go in with their faces painted and everything, their shirts off, the big bellies hanging out, painted on them, and they'll go crazy about it. Yeah, I love sports too. But if I had a place to, to go crazy about it, it's going to be for Jesus. Because it's all about him. That football game, that basketball game doesn't have a thing to do with Jesus. It's exciting for people to go to you. They like to attend stuff like that. But but what glory does it give to Jesus? The only glory I've ever seen in it for Jesus is the athletes that they interview afterward. And they give glory to Jesus. Now that's a positive thing about that. Cling on to him. You know, I just got the the, uh, the thought that I've seen videos of like flash floods and you see people in the water trying to get to somebody that's floating. And man, if they ever get their hand on them, both of them cling to each other. And one tries to save the other. That's what Jesus is doing. He's reached out the hand to you for the loss. If you're not saved, he's got his hand reached out for you. He's wanting you to grab hold of his hand so he can save you. He's wanting you to give your life to him because it's all about him. You can't, you can't get saved by anybody else. There's only one name under heaven by man, which by man can be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. See, there it is again. It's all about him. Ryan, you can, you can come up. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good to me. He's so good to me. He's so good to you. Let me make sure I haven't missed nothing here that I want to say. No, I've I've covered all my notes and a whole lot that wasn't in my notes. So, but I point to Jesus because he gave me every word. He gave me every word. He gave me every breath to speak every word. It's all about him. It's all about him. If there's anybody here that that you haven't been living for him and it's not been about him, I urge you today to give it, to change your life and to give it all to him. And let him know that it's all about him and, and you finally realize that today that all glory goes to him. And every day in your life is about him. And it's all about Jesus. And once we realize that, I think it will make the, the path that we walk easier in Christ. Knowing that he's in charge. And knowing that we point to him, that he provides. He's with us every step of the way. See, when we follow him, um, he's, you can't lose sight of him because he's too glorious. You know, they got the thing about the footprints in the sand. And uh, so he's got footprints. I'm sure every footprint he leaves is going to be just glorious too. So you go follow Jesus. It'll be easy if you decide to, if you set your mind and heart to it, to following Jesus. It's going to change your life forever, people. And I just challenge you today to to let this let this message that the Lord has given me sink into you. I really do believe, Pastor, I, I really do believe it, change, it will change lives. And it will have nothing to do with me at all. I have nothing to do if it, this message changes your life. 
It's all about him. If anybody wants to come and you want prayer or you just want to come and, and rededicate your life to the one you know it's all about, I urge you to come. Just believe it and know it that it's all about him and he will provide and, and you should follow him and must follow him. singing that song that um, I saw this uh, several times on a video I love uh, to watch storm stories and things about that and they show these uh, people that are in, are in shelters and they're bathroom and stuff and the tornado is raging coming over the house and it shows and it shows the parent clinging to the child with everything he's got not to let that child go and get sucked up by that storm that's how Jesus loves you. He's going to hold on to you with everything that he's got. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Jesus, Lord, we love you, God. I thank you, God, for who you are. I thank you, God, for allowing us to follow you, Father, Lord. Lord, let us never take for granted that we're walking on our own. You're with us, Father Lord. God, let us check ourselves daily, Father Lord, to make sure that we're following you and not the world. That we have our eyes focused on you and your leading us, Father Lord, and your guiding us, Father Lord, not anything else. God, let us grow from this word that you spoke today, Lord Jesus, God. Let it change our lives, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, and just to be with everybody as we leave today, Father God. Protect everybody, Lord, and give everybody a, a good day, Lord. We love you and we praise you in your precious name. Amen.